When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil's back from his holiday, which was our call to come back and record our first tripe supper in what seems like a while. Uh, transfer window's now closed, so we'll start with Carlos de Pena. Uh, I think I've pronounced it right. Good signing? I mean, obviously, we, we, we don't know. We haven't seen him play, but all the noise is coming from the club are uh, certainly positive, aren't they? I think we have to be wary about YouTube. We've, <laughs> uh, we've been stung by that in the past. But, Slav or but he does he does look good. I mean, I, I was told they regarded him as kind of... Like Stewie Downing was at his age, very direct, uh, good, good old-fashioned winger, can put the ball in. But obviously it's a very tough league as well, and I, I think he can handle himself. I think people who come from the Uruguayan yeah. uh, leagues are sometimes uh, quite proficient in the dark arts. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a tough league, so I think you know, we have to assume that, that he has the, the ability to slot into this league. Uh, I'm told that they've been watching him for the best part of a year and that Leo spotted him Leo's obviously from Uruguay keeps in touch with football in his own in his own country he knew there was this red hot prospect and they've been following him via the medium of uh, Y Scout and I think Leo watches the Uruguayan version of Match of the Day every week so uh, they have been keeping tabs on him and they started work on it quite early in the summer but we know it was quite problematic because as is common in Latin America, uh, several people had slices of his economic rights mm. and one party wanted to sell, the other party didn't want to sell but realised that they had to because the club's in a financial mess. So there was a lot of to and fro Obviously, very exciting final day with flights being booked and mysterious people running around the airport and the car crash and... Um, multiple possible routes into Europe and then stopping off at Sao Paulo and, and just getting there. I mean, I, I was told it was 55 minutes before the, the deadline when it was signed and then they had to get the papers all registered, so it was touch and go. It was certainly was exciting. I remember the last deadline day we covered on the live blog the most exciting it got was Jason Steele's loan move to Blackburn, or might have been last summer. I remember desperately scraping around for stuff for the last yeah. few hours, so it certainly kept us ticking over. Uh, We'll touch on the fee in a minute. You talked about Leo there. The fact that Leo and Stuani are here can only help him, can't it, settle in? Because a young lad coming over to a completely different culture, I mean, the fact he's got a week and a bit now before a game. Um, well, there's also the fact that, you know, yeah. uh, he's presumably he only speaks Spanish. Mm. Um, I'm told got, he speaks good English. Right, we've got Kike as well, so obviously he speaks, speaks Italian, um, Spanish. You've got Amarebieta. In the, so it won't feel like an alien abroad, hopefully. Um, I mean, the, the intriguing thing for me is just how people are going to fit in because, um, you know, some great options now, isn't there, within the squad? You, 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 can, you can almost per many three from five or six in terms of midfield, attacking midfield positions up front, who's going to start? Um, so it will be, will be interesting. You'd think also it's going to take... A couple of weeks for for the for everything to bed down yeah. and everyone to find out the right position. It is a lot to ask a player to come from Uruguay straight into the English Championship and just hit the ground running with the best will in the world. It's 
it does take time to adapt. As Vic says, you know, the Uruguayans, it's not a soft league. You know, going through the ages, the, the, the national teams had a reputation of being able to handle itself. So I've no doubt at all that he'll, he'll be able to cope physically. It's just, it's, it's just how Karanka decides to use him because, as we say, he's almost got too many players to choose from with such a problem as possible. And especially left-sided players. You know, you think uh, you've got the Penu, we're told, kind of really strong left foot reach Downing it does create a little bit of imbalance I guess doesn't it although I thought Downing was, was excellent in the first half against Sheffield Wednesday when he played on the right obviously there's the Adorma situation ongoing is it is it a bit of a gamble on Borough's part well I mean it is a gamble but the fact that Adorma who at the end of last season in particular was probably Borough's one one of if not the best player at the minute he's out of favour if that continues they're replacing him with a guy who, a bit like Wiltshut last year, when he came in, we know nothing about. That is a gamble, isn't it, on the, on the club's part? I, I mean, I, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm probably in the minority of one on this, but we, we, all, we often have discussions in the car going to matches or in the office, don't we, about, about players. And I'm often the only one who... I, I know Adorm is popular within, the, within our newsroom and with everybody. I, I think he lacks end product. I've, I've said that for quite a while. I thought, since he was asked to take on a more defensive role, and, and he, credit to him, he's done it really well in terms of the defensive role. He's, he's getting, he looks very impressive down the wings. But the season before that, he scored twelve goals, mm-hmm. and obviously it, it ended. The, his new role stopped him scoring as many goals. Um, and obviously, at the end of the day, you judge by by your assists and, and and your creativity. And personally speaking, I think Albert still had a bit more to do. So in that respect, I don't think it necessarily weakens the team if you brought somebody else in. You know, we might yet see Albert. We might yet see Albert back in the fold within a week or two if if, if things are sorted out. And you know, and, and we've seen players come come back from those situations before to almost become better players. Uh, so we we wait and see on that one. But I, I I don't think it was ever a given that Albert would start every game this season. Once we saw the players coming in, you know, Stuani's. I think yeah. he's, he's been involved yeah. in the right. Stuart Downing's been involved in the right. I am one for horses for courses, and I don't like to see players playing out of position. But nevertheless, for, for the last couple of years, it's been almost the fashion to play people on the wrong foot. Anyway, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, for, for me, I, mean, I, I personally think Albert was probably the best, uh, most improved player last year, and the best expression of what Karanka's done to the team. Because you know, you mentioned the goals the year before. Obviously, he'd been. A cavalier player, he'd been an exciting player, but he lacked discipline and he lacked awareness of the needs of the team. And last season, I think he matured as a player and he became a much more fully rounded team, uh, part of the team, a component of the team. And he was at pain several times to stress that he felt he was a better player, he was more productive. Uh, he he was playing in different roles. He played as a wing back. He was tracking back, putting tackles in. Not always successfully, but uh, but I thought he w- he was an expression of what Karanka had done to the team, which was improve every individual within his setup. So and, and just a week ago, you know, a week before it blew, all blew up, Karanka was singing his praises, and Albert was singing Karanka's praises, and he he was handed the armband, and it seemed like he was. In a team where there are not that many fixtures, it seemed like he was one of the few teams that, one of the few names that were pretty much a given on the team yeah, sheet. He was virtually never present last season, wasn't yeah. he? Having said that, I mean, as you said, there are so many options now, and maybe he hasn't reacted 
so well to be in a position where he isn't guaranteed to start. It's all very well being cavalier and upbeat when you know you think you're in the team every week, but when you have to deal with what some of the other lads deal with, which is the uncertainty mm. and having to you know you know demand a shirt through your through your performances, not everyone reacts to that very well. No, and I think it's a you know, even people like Stuart Downing aren't necessarily playing in their chosen positions. I think he's had that. He's been one of the few players, as Vic says, who's been a virtual ever present last season, in particular. It was almost the first name on the team sheet, wasn't he? Whereas other players, I mean, we've had George Fenn was a regular, Grant Ledbetter. But apart from those, you know, <coughs> around, around those players, everyone else had to fit in as and when the, uh, um, the manager deemed appropriate. So he's probably finding out that he's, he's in the squad. And he's having to get. He's probably he's going to have to get used to that if he does end up staying with the club. Um, I mean, my my own personal view on it. I agree with I agree with nearly everything Vic said, and without labouring the issue, I personally think a lot of Albert's issues weren't necessarily his doing. It, I, I still feel that you know, and goals were a problem last season, as yeah. we know. When you've got eleven players on the pitch, really only four of the players are attacking players in that sense mm-hmm. with Middlesbrough the way they line up. If you're asking two of those four players to work hard defensively as well as attack it's asking a lot and I think that's one of the reasons why in my opinion Albert probably for all his impressive performances and his work rate and I mean so, you know, the Brentford game for example it was terrific wasn't he at the Riverside yeah. at the end of the season one of the reasons I think he struggled to, to, to find him product was probably because he was completely out on his feet you know, he's, it's it's asking a lot for any player yeah, to, to, to do both roles, and I think that, that 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 that's a bigger issue that will set aside, and that's something Karanka has to consider. Because if you say to 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 De Pena, you're coming in the team, you're playing wide on the right, but might make sure that you give give the right back every bit of assistance possible. He might find that hard himself. And what must have been increasingly more difficult for for Adorno last year was the fact that there wasn't really a settled right back, was there? Yeah, whereas the left winger, whereas the left winger was in yeah. front of friend week in yeah. week out, and you can establish an understanding. There, that, was, there was none of that, was that, there? That, that's Adorno? why I think he was so impressive last year, and, may, and maybe why the stats, which are being sort of used against him in some ways now, are misleading because I, I think he was doing a massively important role, and people were just saying, "Well, you're not getting as many goals as you did last year." Well, no, of course not. That he was being asked to play a completely different role, and that's why also on the same subject, that's why for me Fredericks allowed Albert much more freedom mm. in that respect because mm. Fredericks would either overlap him yeah. so he could drop in, or vice versa. When you're playing in front of Dean Whitehead, yeah. it's a different. And I know he wasn't all season, but that's a different ball game. Well, what isn't I do it? find interesting about the the Albert Adoma situation is the way people have reacted to it, <laughs> and in some cases, it's almost like it's been a surprise to people that. I talk Karanka is ruthless. Uh, we saw this last year. People that stepped out of line uh, or people that weren't prepared to work in training and show the professionalism that he demanded, the culture of excellence that he demanded, the game-by-game improvement that he demanded, those people who couldn't, couldn't meet those standards were out. Mm. And you, know, you look at like uh, Kai Kamara, who thought going to work was, was a fun fun day, every day was a fun day take, your own, take your own toys in yeah. <laughs> and Karanka wasn't having that and the first year I think he, he did well to reorganise his team but, but during last summer he was ruthless in getting out the players that he didn't think mm. were, were fit into his mentality and every player in the club knew that and every player in the club flourished under that environment last year and every time we did an interview with, with people after the game, they were absolutely gushing about the training regime about the way 
I took or Anchor approached it about his demands, how he raised the bar. And that was part and parcel of how the team that, that had struggled the previous season got within 90 minutes of promotion. The very, the very culture that, that Aitor Karanka created has led to this improvement. It's strange that after a little bit of a sticky start, and when it's a fan's favourite that's suddenly on the naughty step, that this entire culture is being called into question. As if, firstly, that was surprising, and secondly, that having done half of the job and almost get promoted and ready for the next stage, that somehow people want to change it. And modify, why would you do that when it's been successful? But if we look at the way, back to Kai Kamara and Jason Steele, who Karanka clearly made his mind up on early, Lee Tomlin, who he decided to, to sell, Muzzy carry on. With all them in mind, is there any way back for Adoma? Yeah, I no. think there is. I, well, personally, I, th- I mean, we've seen the, the classic example was Muzzy carry all at, at Watford in February 2014. Um, Karanka was refreshingly honest after the match when he criticised him said his attitude was bad. Yeah, he threw him under the bus. And, yeah, basically. <laughs> and, and, and we asked, you know, is there any way back for him? He said, yeah, providing he, you know, he changed his attitude, basically. And, <clears> and he did, and he was back in the team. And, and until he got his injury at Bournemouth, Carriol was going to be a fairly regular member of that team moving forward. Now, I think, I think Karanka's one of those managers who will put that at the back of his mind and register... Oh, I've had problems with him, and in the long term, may, that might be a, 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 you know, a cross against his name in the long term. But in the short term, Crank is a pragmatist. I think, I think the the surprising thing for me is that it's people are surprised that. Karanka, or indeed any manager, strict. Most managers manage like that now. You know, no Alex Ferguson, notorious for his discipline. I'm sure. You know, I'm sure that Arsene Wenger. Has in dressing room discipline. We know who Jose Mourinho is. And, this is how people and, and manage. In borough context, the, the, the managers that, that people here idolise, Jack Charlton, Bruce Rioch, were exactly the same. If not worse. <laughs> well, I mean, Bruce Rioch got rid of players for, for laughing and joking in the, in the changes. You know, I mean, I, I think Karanka is, yeah, he's a strict manager, but there's a lot of strict managers. Will Karanka occasionally maybe be overly strict? Possibly, but he's human. You know, at the end of the day, whether you're a strict manager or an unstrict manager, if you, if 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 a player set, and I'm not saying Adoma did, but if a player sets himself up against you in a public environment like the changing room or the training ground, then you've got to you've got to stand up and and show that you're in charge. Now you can't you can't in, you can't, in, and I think every fan would understand that you can't have players calling the shots. Simple as. Mm. Uh, on the question of is there a way back, I find it's really quite an interesting situation because. Obviously, the, the row blew up before the, the transfer window. If Karanka and the club wanted him out, he would have been out. Or he would have been out on deadline day. Mm. They could have, they could have encouraged uh, bids to come in, and they could have, you know, cut their losses. And, and probably, if, if he'd been available for two and a half million quid, for instance, there would have been a queue of people uh, who would have taken him. The fact that Borough didn't advertise that he was available. The fact that no one has publicly said that the transfer request has been put in, you know, we know it has, and I've been told that it's actually that the letter's been submitted, but it's been unopened. That to me suggests that the club don't want to take it the next stage. They're leaving it to see how the dust settles, and also they're doing Albert a favour because had they accepted that transfer request and sold him, he would have lost all the loyalty bonuses he's due on a four-year contract and a slice of, of the, the transfer fee. So I think in some ways, Borough have, although from looking from the outside, you might think that Al- Albert's been badly treated. In fact, I think they are giving him some concessions there. 
but it's quite clear that the next move is down to him. I think also it shouldn't be forgotten that a year ago, you know, there was talk that he, there were, well, that I think it was confirmed there were bids for him. Mm. And he said the right things, but he also said, reading between the lines, suggested that he was quite welcome to, prepared to listen to them. I think Albert thinks he probably should be in the Premier League, like most players in the Championship yeah. think they should be in the Premier League. Um, and I think there's a, possibly a, an underlying um, theme through all this that you know he's got his long-term and medium-term future in mind as well. And you know, He's struggling to break into the Ghana team, clearly that means a lot to him. He's facing another season of Championship football <coughs> if he stays at Middlesbrough. He knows other clubs are interested in, you know, so he may he may be a little bit not quite sure how yeah. to move forward himself. So the, um, the actual transfer request, sorry for the was was that a wise move from Karang? If some from Adorma, sorry, I mean you're saying there about kind of um, the, the the public element of of his of his row with Karang. Was it then a wise move to take it on? I, I find that interesting uh, because. Normally, when a player puts a transfer request in, it's because they know that there's a club waiting for them, and it's normally the last stage in uh, uh, a bit of brinkmanship that they think is going to end with them leaving. It seems to me that that isn't the case this time, and it, it genuinely is because he's reacted emotionally to the situation, and maybe it was hasty, and maybe in, in some ways the club not reacting to it. I mean, the, the club haven't publicly acknowledged it and twice now asked directly uh, whether a transfer request has been put in. Uh, I took her anchor and said, no, 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 I'm not talking about that. So the, the club haven't pushed it to the brink. So I, I think it's just, a, you know, it has been a, a bubbling over of emotions and hopefully with a couple of weeks time to settle, then both parties can look at it in a little bit more sober light. Very, very briefly, Phil, before we wrap up, what, what next in that situation? Does it, does it need a Doma to go and apologise? Does it need, you know, the, the, obviously it, it needs a sit-down chat, doesn't it, to discuss kind of what's going on and, and how to move forward from there? Right? Yeah, from all we're hearing, it needs a Doma probably to make the next step, whether it's through him or his agent, to say, look, you know, all right, probably things got a little bit overheated and um, I still want to, you know, I think I have a future here and, uh, yeah, I'd, uh, I think that's how it probably has to work. We'll see how the situation pans out. Thanks a lot for that, Vic. Thanks, Phil. Cheers.